You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice. This is Episode 1, How to Get the Word Out. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Faldmo. All right, welcome in everybody. I'm so excited to be here with you today. In this episode, we are going to dive deep into a conversation on marketing. I have been hosting these peer-to-peer conversations over Zoom and Clubhouse with several other practitioners and the conversations have just been amazing. It's so nice to be able to connect with other practitioners in this way and just to be able to hear what everybody's doing. So I wanted to provide this a podcast to you today as a way for you to feel like you were there in the conversation. All right, enjoy listening. Okay, I'm going to get started. And um, in the meantime, I'm going to be managing the attendee list and promote to um, promote people to panelists so we can all chime in on the conversation together. So let me just kind of set a container for the session. This is going to be a one hour, um, sorry, session. Look at me talking like I'm doing a biofield tuning session uh, for the conversation. It's going to be a one hour um, conversation. And we're going to be talking about marketing our BT practices. And this is going to be a time and space for us to just share with one another, you know, what's worked really well for us, Um, maybe what's not worked so well. And um, for any of us that have questions, this would be a great place to, to bring them or, or maybe even like, Hey, I'm getting stuck on, on, um, I'm marketing myself. Does anybody have suggestions and, and we'll, we'll help one another in that way. So um, I think there's a lot of great ways to talk about marketing your business and by gauging the practitioners so far on this call. Um, I think there's going to be some great suggestions here. So if you are completely new to marketing and that's it's foreign to you, I just want you to know that you really don't have to be a, be a marketing expert to be able to market yourself and your business. Um, it's really just letting people know what you do, talking about it as much as you can. And then there's, of course, different strategies for, for how to get the word out, especially right now in, um, in this time where, you know, we're not really meeting people in person. We don't have that face-to-face interaction. Um, so if you are, if this is like really new to you, um, that's totally okay. I just recommend listening deeply because it can get a little bit overwhelming to hear all the different ideas. So just listen deeply to what's being said, the conversation, um, and sensing into what resonates with you um, as your own unique self and practitioner. Um, And maybe even, you know, taking one thing away to start with. Um, I think it can be really easy to like write down all the ideas and want to start start with everything. So um, yeah, I just want to recommend like baby steps, right? Because I think another thing that can happen is when we when we try too many things at once, we just exhaust ourselves and, um, and quit before before we really even get going. Okay, so I see one more person in the attendee. Allie, I'm going to promote you so that you can enjoy and participate in the conversation here. Thanks for coming. Okay, so where should we start? Um, Andrew, can you start with us? What's been working for you? What's not been working for you? Um, maybe what questions you have? Anything coming up? Yeah, so you, you all can hear me, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Um, wow, what's been working? Uh, word of mouth has always been um, the most supportive and beneficial and lucrative um, method. I mean, I've, um, I've taken a couple Facebook ads out when I did the group sessions. I did that all, for almost all of them. Um, but word of mouth is gold. And um, 
you know, I asked Eileen early on, like, what do you think about marketing? And she's like, eh, you know, it's, it, 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 it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, that her take was, it just, it's, it's an organic uh, movement. And I, and I think it has to do, I know this sounds funny, but it really has to do with your frequency. I noticed that when I'm more available, things come in kind of rushes when I'm not as available for whatever reason in my life, things kind of pull back a little bit. Um, I have made a lot of videos for free or some, um, and you're working with YouTube algorithms and things like that. And I'm not sure how great of a tool that's been. I mean, I definitely have had clients said, Oh, I, I watched that video or whatever. I, I, I you know, participate in your group tune and then you know that was a, a segue to connect with me for a one-on-one -on -one. um but yeah i mean having a robust website that's really easy to pull up on a phone on a mobile device is critical um so that's super duper important um i mean that seems kind of basic but i can't i mean i i think that's really important for a lot of people Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I think what we learned from Eileen is word of mouth is huge, especially, you know, with this modality that um, it really provides results for people. It's extremely effective. And when I talk to people about, you know, letting people know what they do and coming from a place of confidence with that, sometimes it may not be confidence in yourself but confidence in the method and that it works. And, um, and that's, that's huge. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, or ask you a little bit more about the videos that you do. Do you have a YouTube channel, Andrew, or was it just kind of a one-off sort of thing? YouTube no, video? Yeah, no, I do have a YouTube channel. I made some really, well, I don't say really early on, but in 2018, you know, I was, <laughs> I would get with people, I'm just talking with other practitioners or people in other modalities. I'm like, you should make some videos. No, really make some videos, you know, because that's, that's how I found Eileen saw a video. And I was like, Oh, you, cause you, cause people, I think there's uh when you put yourself out there, people can vibe you and they do. And I, I, what I noticed is that people have this, I call it soul recognition. Like I hear from a lot of people. They're like, you know, I heard your voice or saw you and I knew immediately that I wanted to work with you. That, there, there's no marketing tool around, you know, like you can't, you can't replicate that. You can't buy a book around it. It's a vibe thing. So, um, so that just creates a space for that to happen. Um, I kind of took a break after that. You know, they're not really super great quality. Um, and, and then I started to kind of just explore doing sort of group tunes because I, I feel like people really like freebies. Like I, I feel like I just started this last year, well, 2020, sending out, you know, I don't say marketing emails, but like checking in. And, and, and I feel like you, I have a hard time just reaching out to sell stuff to people. Like, that's just me. I'm just like, you know, thank you for the sales pitch, but you know, that's just going to go to the recycle bin in my email. So I always feel like I want to make sure I'm giving something for free to people to work with and then they can decide. And it, it just kind of, I don't know, I guess it speaks to kind of trying to build a community with your people, I guess. I mean, I don't have like a chat room or a, um, you know, or, or a site that they can log into, but I just think it's keeping people, you on people's radar as a resource. Um, and I, I've noticed recently, I mean, I've had people that I worked with five years ago you know, refer someone to me. So again, I'm going to quote Eileen, but you know, she said, your best resource are, are, is your, your clients that you've already worked with. I mean, you just, that's, that's like gold. So, so I, that was probably a, a lot of information to try to answer. So good. It's so good. That's why I asked you to go first. Cause every time I talk to you, it's your, your, um, the way that you share is robust and I love it. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned freebies and um, that's definitely one way to get, 
new people in the doors to offer them something for free that's of value. Um, I, I know some practitioners are offering like a pre-recorded group session or even pre-recorded like meditation, something like that, that you can you can exchange uh, for their email address, for their contact information so, so that you can stay in the loop with them. Um, you can keep them up to date on what's happening on your services and your offerings and things like that. And um, one resource I have is a resource called Flowdesk, which is um, a, it's an email emailing platform, like a newsletter platform. Um, but you can also set up workflows. So you can put a form on your website for them to um, want your freebie. So you put they put in their name and their email address, and then they click, you know, give me my freebie or whatever you make your form um, say. And they get put into a list in Flowdesk. And then you can create a workflow. As soon as they, they're subscribed to that list, they get the freebie. And then, then now you have their, their contact information. So you'll see a lot of actually uh, businesses doing this. Um, coaches, uh, people, you know, people who are, who are doing the marketing thing. This is a way to build email lists and um, keep things going. All right. Anybody else have anything that they want to offer? Um, Mary, Elizabeth, Erica, uh, Ali. Uh, Jillian, I, I wondered if you could uh, uh, share your experience with uh, trade shows in terms of generating um, new customers. Sure. Yeah. So I, I really didn't do um, really any on my own. I would go with Eileen and um, do them with her and we would do those 20 minute seated chair sessions um, during those events and those turned people on right away. I mean, they could instantly feel what was going on in their body. And um, many of um, many of those people actually signed up for her classes, but I also met a few people through those trade shows who became my clients as well. So I think if you really um, you know, represent what you're doing well and, and you reach someone in a way that's going to benefit their life, they're going to think of you, you know, next time, next time they have a problem or uh, they just want to feel better, they're going to go, oh, I, I remember I had this experience. I felt great. I'm going to keep doing it. Is that helpful, Elizabeth? Yes, uh, that is. Um, I also wanted to say something about Andrew. I mean, I found Andrew and had a session with him when I was uh, on vacation in Palm Desert. It was fantastic. And um, I found him through a referral of another biofield tuner. Um, additionally, I want to point out something about marketing that he does that I thought was very uh, clever was that, hey, you've come to see me, I've got some packages, you know, where you can have two or three sessions for, you know, this price. And, you know, that's kind of interesting, because a lot of people who I've tried biotune feeling, uh, tuning with, is they've experienced it, they've loved it, they've, but they, they don't have a reason to come back because they have, mm -hmm. don't have another problem after that. So this I thought was clever from the point of view of getting someone accustomed to coming back a second or maybe a third time so that it becomes like going for a massage when you're stressed. Because people I don't think typically think after having one of these sessions that they should come again. I don't know if, if I'm being clear on that, but um, growing a business requires having some repeat customer as well. So marketing yeah. is about how do you, what do you do to get repeat customers as well? Right. Andrew, do you want to speak to that? You know, I do. So early on, you know, when we were all in training, I mean, Eileen really suggested that strongly and I have to say it was, um, when I look at my numbers, um, there were a lot of three packs for a long time. And, um, and yes, I think that on the client side, people noticed big shifts and felt really good about it. Um, 
I would say that having really clear boundaries around the time frame in which those are used is really important. I, I personally prefer to run my business a lot cleaner because it felt like if I had all these unused sessions, you know, I was kind of in an energetic deficit. And I, so I, well, I, I've moved around a little bit, so I've changed that. Um, I don't offer bundles anymore. And, um, and part of that has to do with just my sense of integrity with people. I don't necessarily want to have to track them down and be like, hey, do 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 do. And also notice that people, you know, if they schedule them all, boom, 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 you never know when someone's going to spin out and detox and be like, oh, hey, no way. You know, I don't want to do that. Um, and if you're really flexible, that's great. I just have changed my tune a little bit around bundles. And I notice it's a really common thing, especially for massage therapists. Also, you know, some people work they they have a different relationship with their practice and their clients so like Jillian I noticed that you your sessions well I don't know but I noticed for student ones it looks like you're doing 45 minute sessions which might totally work for people I I, I can't really I, I just don't work like that like 90 minutes is kind of what I feel comfortable with doing so um, it's just a whole different dynamic um, with people so yes I'd say bundling can be really great on some levels and you may find you know there you have a lot of a lot of business in that capacity and um i just have decided you know to to shift my tune up a little bit no pun intended around that because it just felt it felt weird for me also to have people sh show up like five months later and be like, hey, I have a couple sessions with you left, you know, and I'm just like, oh boy, you know, um, I don't know how to manage that really well, you know, or in integrity. So I, I've, I may change that, but, um, and that also might have to do with rates and things like that. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's really helpful. And maybe, you know, what we can take away from that is just setting up some clear parameters for how your packages of three um, will work. You know, for example, you know, buy three sessions for this amount, um, maybe schedule them all while they're there, or maybe create some sort of um, time limit. You know, these sessions are to be used in a two month time period or whatever feels right to you, or even, um, even a three month time period, you know, one session a month. Does anybody else have anything that they want to add to that? Yeah, I'd like to. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, thanks, Mary. Yeah, with with the packages, when I was training with Eileen, you know, she thought that, you know, three would be good, you could offer a discount. And then when I started working with the clients, they asked me, well, how many do you think I need? I said, well, I receive tuning, you know, weekly. But I said that might not be, you know, acceptable for you, but at least try, see what happens. And then I do book them, like if they get the, the three, I'll try to book them in three weeks, you know, one, one time a week. And I check on them with an email two days after they've had their session to see how they're doing for detox or anything. So that is part of, of my package. And then it's kind of like weaning them as they get more, they work more on their self-care. They might do a group session and it kind of gets put out from once every week for three weeks to once every other week to once every three weeks and then reassessing after that. I also believe in our intake interview, you know, what, what are your goals? What are you here for? Um, how can I, what can I give of myself? How can I serve myself so I can help serve you? Mm -hmm. Nice, thanks for that, Mary. You're welcome. Does anybody else have anything they wanna add? Rivka, name? Erica? Allie? Hi, this is Rivka. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, I I'm wondering, I'm actually pretty new. I was um, in, I, I was the last flight back to Colorado before the lockdown. So um, that was after practitioner training um, in San Francisco. So I'm just launching here probably in the next couple of months. Um, and I've been 
getting advice that it's valuable to focus on a niche to, you know, it, it's, I want to, I want to share biofield tuning with everybody. Everybody can benefit aside, you know, from contraindications, but um, it, does anybody, can anybody speak to that? Is it, do you find it more valuable to offer in a specific arena to a specific demographic um, or just kind of a broad spectrum appeal to those seeking levity, health and wellness, anxiety reduction, whatever? So here's my two cents, but I'm interested to hear what others might think. Um, you could definitely go either way. Like you could, you could have a niche and create this awesome thriving business, or you could not have a niche and create this awesome thriving business. Um, the thing with having a niche is you, when you're um, talking about what you offer, if you have a niche, you know exactly who you're talking to, and it can really help to um, to know what to communicate and how to communicate. You know, you. you start to figure out what groups to get into or what communities to get into um, to um, acknowledge what the problem is that's trying to be solved and what the solution is. And so, um, you know, from a, from a marketing standpoint, having a niche can be really helpful, like I said, because you know, you know exactly who you're talking to and then that person knows exactly who you're talking to, too. Like you could put your stuff out there and people will go, yeah, that's either me or no, that's not me. And they'll be really clear on like, you know, Riv okay, Rivka is the biofield tuner that I see. Um, but I, I don't know if many, like, I think a good percentage of biofield tuning practitioners right now don't have a niche. Um, that it's more, it's more general. Um, it's kind of like who, whoever's sort of attracted to them. Uh, kind of like Andrew was talking about, you know, that who, who resonates and who gets um, drawn to you. Um, does anybody else have anything they, they want to add to that or contribute? I, I know a fellow practitioner who's plugged into the recovery community pretty well. And I know that she, that's a pretty vast network for her. And, um, and I mean, she identifies with that community. So I know that like that's one space that I think has a lot of potential, but I, I feel like, you know, there's some personal experiences and awareness probably that go along with that. Uh, I, on a demographic level, I mean, just as a, you know, someone in a male body in this, <laughs> in this modality, I'd say just in general, I've just been really aware that both in practitioners and clients, it's overwhelmingly female. Like I've never run the numbers, but I'm just super duper aware of that. I don't know how to connect with, uh, you know, populations of men in a little bit more. I'd say, I'd probably say the demographics of people receiving biofield tuning are generally, like you said, female, probably 40s, 50s, 60s. I'd say that would be generally kind of the, the median age, which is a pretty broad spectrum. but. I haven't seen that change too much. Maybe a little bit more in the 30s now uh, as time goes on. Uh, but um, I don't know if that speaks to a niche, but it's certainly something in my awareness when I would take Facebook ads out. There were times where I was just like, I'm not even going to market to men. I'm just not going to do it because it just didn't, didn't make sense. doesn't mean that it's not valid and then it, there's not a great opportunity for that. But I, I just noticed that it's, it's it, as far as investment goes in marketing, that's something to consider. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to add something to that. We have um, a biofield tuner who was a war, a, a war journalist, and he's focused his pract practice around PSTD um, amongst his colleagues because that's what resonated with him. And so, you know, you, whatever resonates with you and where your background is, is not a bad place to start. And you can always back you know, branch out from there. Um, but yeah, if you did a, a, a query amongst all the practitioners, I think that you'd find that they're, they're focusing on a niche, what, what resonates with them. Yeah, anybody else want to add anything to that? Does anybody here have a niche? That's maybe outside of that 
um, 40 to 60 year old women range. Uh, Jillian, I would yeah. say I have like a movement, you know, since I'm a physical therapist and a Pilates instructor. So maybe, you know, movement, you know, tying that in with, with alignment and um, the muscles and bones. I mean, I would, you know, I get arthritis, I've seen Parkinson's, you know, so I, mm -hmm. I just believe that that kind of resonates with me too when they read my background and I'm, I'm melding, I wear lots of hats, but I'm open to learning and, and to helping others. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, you seem to draw athletes toward you and those who are interested in movement and um, helping people who have movement issues. Yeah. Jillian. Yeah, hi, Allie. Hi, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you doing this. You're welcome. It's so fun. I'm having so much fun. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like a set of clubhouse. It's like Zoom house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a marketing newbie and, and um, I have, my niche used to be pregnancy because I was a midwife for many years and a nurse and, um, but since the pandemic, because I was just starting out my practice and most of my clients did not want to do distance sessions. They wanted me to do them in person because that's what I was doing. Um, I have a couple of clients that, you know, from other states, but um, I, I just, I'm not really sure where to go with this. And what I was wondering is how people have responded to referrals from the biofield tuning web practitioner page on the website. Cause I haven't signed up for that. Cause I just, I decided to take a hiatus and just let, um, you know, do some inward work while this pandemic was raging. So that's a really, really good question, Ali. I'm curious to hear that too. Um, you know, my, my position in the company kind of makes my data null. So yeah. I want to hear from, from others who, um, who don't have an instructor role or, or a position in the organization to hear how that's been going for you with the practitioner listing. I'll contribute to that. Um, I've gotten okay. probably 90% of um, people who don't know me personally through the practitioner listing. And it's been really great, especially lately with my new book. It's just been crazy. And granted, I'm one of two practitioners in my state, but I have somebody contact me that wanted a result session. Um, and it's just been, it's been very good. It's been more than one. Awesome. So since Eileen's book came out, you've, you've noticed an influx? Yes. I probably have gotten in the last week, probably three to four inquiries in the past week alone. Um, and then one thing also, Jillian, was there, a, I didn't look in depth to the new website yet. I was wondering if there was um, going to be a link on the new website as well. Oh, that's a good question. I didn't notice that. Has anybody else noticed that? As I mentioned, you, I had a yeah, let's, yeah, let's, um, Let's look, and if it's not, we'll make that suggestion for sure. That's such a good idea. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, anybody else? Has anybody else? Uh, who's on? Who's on the practitioner listing? How's it going for you? Oh, one more question, actually, um, Erica. Um, are you? Are people contacting you from your state, or are they? Are they kind of all over the country? What's what's um, that? The vast majority have been in my state. I'm trying to think of somebody non-Ohio has contacted me, and I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So it's only been people who are specifically looking in their region. Yeah, and if there's only a few in Ohio and your name comes up, that puts you in a really good position there. California is loaded. Right. <laughs> I got the Midwesterners, you know? <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear that that's working out for you. Yeah, it's been great. So the practitioner listing is more than paid for itself. Awesome. So good. 
Anybody else? Oh, a Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say for sure, without a doubt. I mean, um, um, most people get wind of the work through a video of Eileen or, you know, the book. The book has definitely had an impact. I mean, I've definitely noticed people finding the book and um, reaching out in response to it. Yeah, the, the list, listing is super important. I mean, I, I've moved around a lot with this work. So in the Northwest, I was the only practitioner for a good couple years. And it was a huge deal. I mean, there were people that would come from Seattle and things like that. Um, and then being in California, um, every, uh, most everything was distance at that point. And I think it was just the population, the demographic, it was really oversaturated. I also think it was the region and just the cultural aesthetics there a little bit. I mean, you'd think California would be really receptive to it. I just think it was, uh, you know, it might've been me too. And then interestingly enough, being in South Florida, what I'm finding now, because I changed my location, is that people are, even though they're distance, they still like that I'm close by geographically, which I'm just fascinated by, that we're not even in person. Um, so that's been really interesting to notice. Um, and maybe that's just because that maybe at some point we will be in person or something like that. Um, yeah, I we can shelf this, but I am kind of curious how people are navigating the response with clients. Um, I mean, if they're wanting in-person sessions or how that's going for people, because you know, obviously for liability stuff, I imagine a lot of people are just like, hey, I'm doing distance only, but I have had to kind of navigate with people who just with just in response to emails and language being like hey this you know this work really relies on breath and you know that means being masked and then you know do we do this outside or inside and, you know i'm just curious we don't have to go into that now but i'm just wondering how that's going for people yeah let's go there who's got something they want to add i just want to welcome chris and robin that just came in and dana thanks for guys guys for joining us um we, I promoted you to a panelist so that you could participate if you want to. And, um, and we're just talking about now how things have gone with folks since, uh, since the pandemic began. Um, have you had to make any shifts? Well, a lot of us have had to make shifts in our business, but you know, if you went from in-person to distance, what was that process like for you? Um, does anybody want to contribute to that? Um, uh, sure, I can contribute. This is Robin. Hey. Hi. Um, so for me as a practitioner, I would say before COVID, 90% uh, of my business was in person. And when COVID happened, of course, you know, everybody kind of took a break for the first month. And then I had maybe about five clients who said, yeah, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do distance. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to starve to death. Um, but then slowly more clients uh, and all of my clients were mostly around here where I live. So a lot, almost all of them, 90% of them went to online and remote. And so that was a that was a big shock for me. I, and then I only had like maybe four or five clients who who wouldn't do the remote. They just couldn't wrap their heads around that, and um, and waited until I opened back up again for in person. And the funny thing that happened was uh, as everything was going remote, I started getting more clients who I didn't even know who were coming to me remotely. So, uh, you know, honestly, I, I didn't have a clue that I, that the majority of my business could be online. So it's been a beautiful surprise. Nice. So what do you think converted them to, um, to distance sessions? Were you talking about it? Or do you think they were just like, I miss this and I need it and I'm going to get it any way I can? Yeah, I think it was that. I think it was, I miss this. I, I, I'm, I can't not come. 
um, and have my session. Uh, I, I have to have it. Um, and, and so I think that all my clients were, were also sort of pleasantly surprised that it worked long distance, that it worked remotely. And so now, even though I'm open, I would say 50% of my clients who were coming uh, before in person and then went to long distance, then went to remote, are still remote, even though they could come and walk in the door. So mm -hmm. for them, a lot of it was, why should I drive over uh, to see you when I could save that time and be doing other things? And then in the comfort of my own home, have my session and it still feels the same. Mm -hmm. So I, mean, I did Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so I didn't, um, uh, I didn't make a push to, to get more clients. It, it just sort of happened organically. I think because everybody in the whole world started saying, oh my, you know, this remote thing, it really works. And I can't go out and I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So did you use Zoom, uh, Robin, or how did you use your cell phone? How did you conduct um, or how do you conduct a uh, remote session? Mm, that's a great question. For clients who are within the United States, I just use my phone. But for all of my international clients, I set up a Zoom link. And uh, I've had a free Zoom account forever. And with a free Zoom account, you can have a, a Zoom session for as long as you need to. If it's just actually their requirement is there's three or less people. But of course, with a, with a biofield tuning session, it's just a one-on-one -on -one anyway. So you don't even have to pay to have a Zoom account. You can get a Zoom account. And you could, I mean, I could have been doing even my my um, United States clients on Zoom, but I didn't feel the need to do that. I didn't need to see them. And it wasn't a question of, uh, of the cost of an international call. And I just wanna chime in folks for solutions regarding connecting with international folks. You know, there are a lot of resources like Google Voice, Skype, things like that. If the, well, I mean, I guess you do video, but audio is really effective in that way. Yes, absolutely, Andrew. Thank you for that. There are there are other things other than Zoom that you can use for sure. And hey, Robin, thank you for sharing all those details. I'm just curious for folks. I have never interfaced with video with remote clients, and you know, I, I'm just curious how that plays out. I, my my line is like, hey, this is really about you being in your body and receiving, and you know, the visual component isn't super important. I'm just wondering how that how people feel about Zoom versus audio only. Yeah, well, on my Zoom calls, this is Robin again, on when I do my Zoom for my international clients or even if I was doing them in the States, um, the process would be the same for me. I come on with my video on just to say hi so they can, they can see me because all of my international clients um, have never met me. Um, so I'll come on and just say hi at the beginning. And then I turn off the video for the rest of the session to do the actual work. And then I come back on at the very end just to, just to wrap up and say thank you and, and take a, uh, you know, a big glass of water, make sure you drink plenty of water and take an Epsom salt bath. Yeah, that's exactly what I do actually, Robin. I didn't know if anybody else was doing that, um, but I, I like making, especially with first time clients, I like making that, um, you know, face to face through a computer <laughs> connection. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, it's just maybe just a thought I have, it might not even be true, but, um, you know, I think that clients, when they see who they're working with, it could provide a little bit more comfort. Um, and that's just kind of the, the thought I have around that. But like I said, I think, I think, you know, we're working with energy and when we get on the phone and even if we we're not on video, just the way that we, that we greet them on the phone, um, the way that we, you know, begin our introduction and ask them how they're doing, make that connection. That's also really comforting. 
Yes, I agree. And it keeps me honest, right? I'm not showing up in my pajamas. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Oh, go ahead, Allie. Yeah. Um, I have not built a website. Um, I was wondering if anybody has suggestions for a really um, user-friendly format that I could do if I've never done this sort of thing before. Such a great question. I have a web person, so I'd like to hear from anybody else that has, a, has an easy maintenance website. Nobody? We're web person. I've used Wix. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, Bobby. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I use Wix, and um, I've heard WordPress is really easy, too. I've used Wix for the past since I since I started and it's been, it's pretty easy. Nice. I've I have also actually heard good things about Wix. Yeah, WordPress. I use WordPress um but when it comes to building websites it's just like that's one thing where I'm like mm -mm. so my sister-in-law does it um for me and she's taught me how to get in on the back end and do it and I don't know if it's just the the program that she uses through WordPress, or if that's the thing that's kind of that everybody uses, but it, it hasn't been easy for me to figure out how to edit my pages um, and things like that. It might be, it might be just like her sort of hosting platform through WordPress. I'm not really sure. Um, Name, did you have something you wanted to add? Hi everyone, thank you so much. Um, so I'm tuning in excuse the pun, from Ireland. So bringing a, a different perspective probably in uh, with demographics and everything. Um, but in terms of websites, um, it's not easy. Um, Bobby, maybe you have some experience with computers, which is great. Um, but if you're very new to building a website, like, uh, well, for me, it's, it's not easy. Um, I do pay for WordPress. I think it's around $90 per year, but it gives you extra like support so you literally just ask in the uh, chat box like how do I do this how do I do, do that whereas if you use just the free one that they offer you don't have any support so it makes it um just you know you have to be able to do it all yourself so if you know by paying the $90 per year it, it's really worth it because they they will actually help you to to do that um in terms of clients, so I only set up my business in March. Um, so a lot of my stuff has been over Zoom. Uh, people love free stuff. Like that is how you call in new people is offering a free 20 minute session. So just earth star and sun star um, adjustment. And then people are like, oh my God, wow, in like 20 minutes, this is, you know, how good I felt. And then you like draw them in from there. Um, trying to get new people just off the bat can be tricky because it's such an unbelievable technique to believe in. Um, I have set up a WhatsApp group and I'm the only one who can write into the WhatsApp group. And everyone, I always ask for their permission. I'm like, you know, I have this WhatsApp group. I'm the only one who's able to write into it. So you won't have an overload of messages. Would you like to be added? I post in there about, you know, upcoming events or special offers. And most of the time people say yes. And um, so I found that really good um, just to hold all your clients there. Um, yeah, so when people come for one session initially, like, you know, they feel so good and then they don't want to come back for more. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, if you feel so good, why wouldn't you want more? But people just don't want to spend money on themselves, I feel. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'm, I can be a victim to that as well. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but if you offer them, say, the first session, however much you charge, and then I after that, I say, look, your next session will be a lower price. Or if you lock in for another two sessions, I'll offer them at this. And that seems to be going a lot better than them paying the full price three times or four times. Um. Instagram has been good for me um, and then I recently have started to share my own vulnerability and my own story and I think people really resonate with that they're like oh she is actually a normal human who 
has also struggled and I think people really start to resonate with that as well as opposed to you know just being some sort of robot offering this service I think when you can break your walls down and share your story people are like you know they want to read more and they want to engage more with you and so I found that's good um yeah and just I guess testimonials reviews oh group sessions actually group sessions are really good I, I find you know people don't want to spend like for me my sessions are 60 euro and which is like I think that's probably on the lower end in terms of dollars maybe that's only like 70 75 dollars I'm not really sure which I feel might be a bit lower than a lot of the other um, practitioners but um, if you get people in, say, for a $10 or $15 group session, um, people will pay that, but people won't pay the $75, $80. It's just, I don't know. It's just apparently too much. Um, so, yeah, group sessions have been really good. Um, to, and that's where I get more kind of of the male side as well. And um, so a lot of wives are like, come on, you know, like getting their husband in. So sometimes I do... Um, if one person's joining says $10 or if you buddy up with someone it's $15 for two people and that's where a lot of the males come in so so the wives get their husbands in on it and usually they sleep during the session but they always find it good and um, yeah just keeping in contact with people as well is actually really good so always checking in with my clients after and not just sending them like a very vague I hope you're well you know let me know if I can do anything like like really get to know them and offer them a very personal message not just like a, a general message like you know really connect with them and and I feel like you know they they really value that you know just spending an extra five minutes putting together a bit more of a personalized message seems to work well and yeah that's it <laughs> you have such great ideas thank you so much yes thank yeah. you I like your ideas too and everybody's actually thank you all um yeah. I I just wanted to ask how many um clients are people having per day if this is your full-time job or per week anybody so I'll, this is Robin. I'll, I'll uh, step into this one. I usually will see no more than five a day. Five is a really good number for me. I, that's like a max. Um, but I will book two in the morning and two to three in the afternoon. And that's, that's a good number for me. And that's five days per week? Well, um, it could be, but I don't, I, I usually, I have a, other things that I do. I also do accounting. So I have an accounting client that I do one day a week. And the thing I love about that is that it, it just gives me a little break from doing this work five days a week where it might feel like, um, like it's too much or that I don't get a break. Cause I also have clients who can come on Saturdays and I have one or two that sometimes have to come on a Sunday and I'm very accommodating for that. So I like to break up what I do. So it's, although this is my full-time job, I also have um, another income stream. So mm, great. thank you so much for sharing. And may I ask how much do you charge per session, Robin? Ah, the million dollar question for everybody. So what we advise people is to charge um, what a good massage would be in your area. And I feel like the massages in my area don't charge enough. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I'm a little higher than that. Um, I'm also, uh, in, I live in Tennessee in the US, uh, in the Nashville area, Franklin area. Um, and it's a little more, um, uh, the economic factor is a little higher, so I can charge, uh, I charge 125 per session, but I also offer a three-session discount. So, um, so that, that's what I do, it, and I just went up on my rate. So prior, prior to that, I was only charging $100 an hour, but that, that had been my rate since I started like four years ago. So I just went up this year. And it yeah. hasn't seemed to have affected anything. One of the reasons for that as well is because uh, a lot of my clientele was remote. And so 
a hundred dollar session to somebody in California is dirt cheap. So, yeah. but um, so I just balanced it all out. Yeah, I hear a little bit of resistance in your voice for saying your price, but I think that's fantastic because you need to know your own value. And if it's not going to drop your level of sales, then you by all means have every right to do that. I mean, that's amazing. So be proud that, you know, you've built to that level. Yeah, and it was a little scary deciding to go up to, no. to 125 at first, but I'm very happy that I did it and and it didn't affect my bottom line and I, I agree with you you really have to have a sense of of what you feel like you're worth because yeah, if you do then other people will feel that as well and I had a couple of clients even say wow we're proud of you for going up on your rate so yeah yeah I actually had a client encourage me way back to increase my rates I think this is a place where um where we can all grow as biofield tuners is just understanding our worth and I I'm even thinking you know that charge charge what a um good massage would cost in your area that that almost feels like it's outdated to me at this point because um you know I hope I don't offend any massage therapists but um the way I see it, biofield tuning is in just in my opinion, I guess, way more valuable than, um, than receiving a massage, or maybe it's, it's more valuable and it. Maybe it's, it's just different. Um, but just, I think this could be a whole other topic for us to discuss and, and get comfortable about talking about, because, you know, even the, I'm working on this myself and I've, I thought I was kind of on the other side of this until you brought up the question name and my, my body tightened up. I was like, Oh, I have a little bit more work to do around that. So thank you for that. Jillian, Jillian, I feel like it's a work in progress for me too. Cause mm -hmm. I, I deal with, you know, I, I want to stay what the prices are in our area, but yet, you know, we're constantly studying, constantly learning, experiencing, and, and I try to give back to the community. I try to um, work, you know, do some donations for the veterans if I can, or help out a friend, you know, do some free tunings that, that way. But it's really hard and I'm still, this is a work in progress for me. How do, how do I value myself and how do I set a price? You know, based on, on experience, just the whole karma. But I loved it that we're able to see how beneficial this is and then I have to excuse myself because I have a tuning at two o'clock a distance tune but thank oh you. well enjoy thanks Mary thank you does anybody else have anything they want to add to to this conversation some, about pricing I wanted to add um oh was somebody else speaking that's okay I'll wait till after you <laughs> okay I just wanted to add to also the, the idea of of defining your own self-worth it's a it's something that I, I definitely struggle with, but to the idea or to the fact that the people that really need this work can't really afford sometimes our worth, <laughs> you know, and and um, knowing that right like there's a, a great population of people who would benefit from this work and just be, be wonderful, but they can't afford what we're defining as our worth. Mm -hmm. So how do we you know like, like and, and I and I struggle with that idea. Right? I'm wondering if other people have the same kind of ideas, same kind of thoughts, because it's good to stand in your own power. Hell yeah. You know, this is what I'm worth. But to also understand that uh, sometimes that's also from a place of privilege in a way. Right. And from the people that really, really need this work, they can't afford high prices like this all the time. Yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about this, Bobby. And, you know, the more money that we receive, the more good that we're able to do in the world, the more we're able to serve. So um, just to put that in kind of like a, like a concrete example, you know, if I'm charging more for my sessions from my clients, that gives me the ability and the capacity to be able to serve people at a much discounted rate that wouldn't otherwise have that money or even offer free sessions to people and, and feel like that exchange is still flowing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's totally what makes sense. But it's just a, it's a definitely, a, um, you know, something that people, we all should look at in a way. That's just my opinion and thoughts mm. with what's going on in the world, um, especially with what's going on now. But what goes on in everyday world, the idea that uh, these people need the work and these people definitely can't afford it all the time.
and that's just a reality. So how do we work with that and be able to provide more work for people who really, really need it? You know, there's people that come around one time. How, how long did they save for that one time, right? How long did they, they, they put aside their pennies to come see you for that one moment? And you no, know, so it's just something to think about and something to really, uh, you know, look at. Hmm. Could I add something to that? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree, Bobby. Um, definitely. And I think what's been working um, quite well for me and for clients is just a lot of the clients that I get at the moment is through word of mouth. So I kind of know the people, but for um, some people I offer lower price and some people, you know, it's a higher price. So if they're working, if I know they're in full-time employment and they can afford it, then it is going to be higher. But, you know, sometimes I offer the sessions for free, 20, say $20, $30. So I think they call it a sliding scale. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, so you offer the session kind of based on the person's um, ability to pay. Um, and that seems to be, you know, and it makes me feel good as well. So I'm like, oh, I understand, you know, that you can't pay the full price, but, you know, I can still give it to you at this price. Can I say something too? Yes. <laughs> hey guys. Hi, so um, for what I do is I, I have the whole range. I have charged up to $210 to like $20. And what has happened, not on a sliding scale, but if I'm in Manhattan and my clients want to come to the office, my office, the prices in Manhattan are through the roof. I got to pay to park. It cost me like $70 just to get to work. And I tell my clients on the phone, listen, it's going to be this much in person in Manhattan. But then for the other, I, and then I also live half part-time in Hawaii where definitely the locals cannot pay that price and so what I'll do is I'll invite them to the group sessions or I'll put it on a payment plan not it's a lower price but there's so many things you can do that are lower like like we said the group sessions you can do a sliding um a sliding scale but you can also do a payment plan uh you can also say hey if you get a couple of your friends together we can do an in-person group session um i've lowered my price i've i've adjusted my prices for distance sessions also and then i also if somebody's really willing to work on themselves and they can afford it, but they're really willing to work on themselves, you can say, hey, look, I'll do X amount of sessions for this dollar amount. You can do it on a payment plan, but you're gonna have to come for like three sessions. And they feel held, they feel comfortable, even though it's a, you can put whatever price you want on it, but at least they're really dedicated to their healing. Because I have also noticed, I used to on my website have a thing that said, I allocate three sessions a month for those who can't afford it and what they in exchange I would have them go down to the beach and pick up plastic because marine life is where I choose to put my philanthropic efforts and um, I noticed I in my five years or four years of tuning only one person has ever said okay I'm gonna go down to the beach most people that call me for that offer wind up not doing wind up not going to the beach saying oh you know maybe another day I don't have time and so I realized like you really have to want the work <laughs> to a, either pay for it or put the uh, reverse effort in even if it's if I'm giving you something for an exchange of your time mm -hmm. so that's what I had to say those are some good ideas thanks Gloriana awesome okay well it's the top of oh Dana did you want to say something before we sign off I'm just going to say, this is all great. <laughs> and um, I've got, I'm sort of a full-time job, as you see my logo on there. Um, and I do it part-time. And you'd asked about the practitioner listing. And for me, that was valuable <laughs> because I was the only person in New Brunswick for a while. And then uh, uh, there's two more practitioners now and they contacted me like they saw, oh, there's someone else in New Brunswick. And so now I, you know, one of the uh, newest um, graduates, <laughs> um, we've gotten together and we're sharing and we hope to meet. We're like maybe an hour and a half apart. And on the other subject of the massage therapist, <laughs> one of my um, 
So I do mine on evenings or days off or weekends. And one of my, she would come once a month. She was a massage therapist and I live on the border of Canada and US. And she used to uh, come over once a month and she found that like, it just gave her relief. You know, she's working her muscles all the, all the time. So I really miss her. <laughs> so she's not doing remote because, but uh, most of my clients have been probably from Canada and probably from the Maritimes. Like I've had clients at PEI and Ontario. So they probably thinking of the money, right? Canadian money, it's cheaper. <laughs> Canadians not wanting to pay the exchange on, on the US, but um and I want to comment on uh, uh, Neve. My granddaughter's name is Neve, and she lives in England. <laughs> so, anyway, nice. I don't know if there's anything else I didn't, uh, but just to share with you on that. But definitely, I think the the listing on the website is a good thing to have, especially if you're in a an area where there's not a lot of um, walk-in traffic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank yeah, you. There's really plenty of people to go, uh, plenty of like people who want this work to go around. So even if there are a bunch of people, you know, in your state, um, don't let that stop you from being on the practitioner listing because, uh, you know, there's, I just think there's endless amounts of clients that we could all be helping. Um, so just, to, I had one, one tip, something I wanted to share that, um, I discovered um, not too long ago is if you're posting on Facebook uh, or Instagram or both, because Facebook owns Instagram now, there's a website called Facebook Business Suite where you can actually post, post uh, create posts and it publishes them to both Facebook and Instagram at the same time. And it also monitors the activity like um, the the re reactions to it and comments and you can manage your both inboxes from the same website. So when I discovered that, I was just like, oh my gosh, this all just got so much easier. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that in case um, you all haven't heard of it yet. And maybe I'm just really late to the game. I don't know. But um, this was really great. Thank you everybody so much for joining and contributing. Um, I would love to set something like this up again. And uh, if anybody has any topic requests, um, go ahead and shout them out. I think we could talk about pricing like for an entire hour probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah pricing. I, we're having another clubhouse conversation on group sessions. Would that be of interest to anybody? Uh, like what platforms you use, how to market them, how to choose topics, that type of thing. For sure. What's Clubhouse? Uh, Clubhouse is a new social media app that uh, is only available for iPhones right now because they're in beta testing. But um, that's how I got this started because I was posting something on Clubhouse and uh, or about Clubhouse. And there were so many practitioners who were like, I don't have an iPhone. I want to get in on this conversation. So I've done my best to make this look like clubhouse <laughs> and it's been really fun trying to like put those pieces together so um so yeah so we have pricing group sessions um let's just start format. there what's that payment formats payment formats yeah that could go into pricing and just like me just collecting payment in general right like yeah how do I, how do I receive without tensing up? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. And um, if you would mind, wouldn't mind on the Facebook page, post your business page um, in the comments so we can all check one another out, use each other as resources. That was, that was name suggestion. I love that. Thank you. Name. Thank you. Neve. Oh, Neve, I'm sorry. That's okay. Thank you so much, Julian. I'll be in contact, okay? Okay, sounds good. Nice See you soon. Thank Bye, you, Diane. Thank, 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 Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. 
Didn't I tell you it was going to be awesome? If you want to stay informed on upcoming conversations and participate live, just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. My handle is Jillian Faldmo, J-I-L-L-I-A-N-F-A-L-D-M-O. If you want to start a podcast, I highly recommend checking out Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so easy that my 10-year-old stepdaughter showed me how. Not only is it easy, but it's free, and you can do it right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on many different platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. And it's everything you need right in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. If you would like to grow a thriving practice, I'm here as your coach. Check out my program at JillianFaldmo.com and schedule your free consultation today.